Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. The podcast you're about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So, if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Hello, Twisted Humans! This is the podcast where two best friends chat true crime and have a glass... Or two... ...of wine. I'm Alicia. And I'm Caitlin. And this is Twisted and Uncorked! So join us every week for Casual Tuesdays, where we release a new episode. We are now available on all platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Rate, review, and subscribe. Cheers! Cheers! Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It, and today I want to talk about something. The holidays are right around the corner. I've been saying this for the last few episodes, so if you've been listening, I think I promise I'm not going back off on the same rails about something else. It's Everybody knows how I feel about supporting small businesses, supporting locally owned things, everybody that's trying to do what they got to do to get through this pandemic crap, and... Like everybody else, I've been spending way more time on social media than is probably good for me these days. Uh, you know, I mean, three-quarters of the country shut down for all practical purposes. There's not a lot of places we can go hang out and things to do right now, at least particularly not where I am. So I'm spending a lot of time on social media, and it is what it is. And I, I'm generally like to think I'm jaded enough to take everything I see with a grain of salt and still open-minded enough not to just flake about everything but and I've seen a lot of people making complaints about this kind of stuff and it's a thing I think we need to talk about because it is kind of becoming the new norm and until we get back to some semblance of regular life it's going to be this way and you know maybe a little forgiving and understanding would be a little more merited in this circumstance and the thing I'm talking about is it's kind of a version of multi-level marketing I mean if we're being completely honest that's what it is a lot of people that are trying to figure out how to get stuff started from home and trying to develop some sort of income or some sort of base to create a business for themselves trying to trying to do something for themselves trying to supplement their income because it's been cut or replace their income because it's gone and like i said this is kind of a a new normal as far as economic stuff goes because in a lot of ways considering the current circumstances of the world it makes sense a lot of these people don't have the resources to start a distribution from the ground up. They do not have the means to create their own product. And realistically, through a multi-level marketing strategy, they're kind of replacing the brick-and-mortar stores that we can't go to for certain things. And with the convenience and the the ready accessibility of delivery services online shopping, all these other things, it's really not as out of a 
a business structure as it was in the past. It's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there, and a lot of it is either being approached very badly due to inexperience and just not having a clue about what they're trying to do, or some people get pulled into these really shitty programs, these awful setups, and it, it happens, and it's out there, and we've all got these people that we know from whenever in our life, depending on where you are in your life right now, it could be people you went to school with a long time ago or people you just saw a few few weeks ago. It's We're all doing what we got to do to get by and to get along. And it used to kind of be a joke when things were normal or quote-unquote normal in this world and we all still were going to work and people would joke about seeing people they went to high school with on their, on whatever social media platform trying to plug their new weight shedding tees and and slimming body wraps and and their different makeup tricks or what, whatever the case may be there's a lot of products out there there's a lot of services out there it was kind of a, a running joke in our society that these were all like bored housewives trying to do something and make a little extra money and soccer moms with nothing better to do and people that were really popular in high school and never figured out how to function beyond that structure so all of a sudden somebody you didn't talk to 10 years ago is sending you direct messages trying to sell you body wraps or whatever and it was a thing and we all would kind of chuckle and laugh about it and then go on about our days and with everybody being in this completely fucked situation now where we're trying to deal with these things and trying to deal with the new normal and trying to keep what we've already worked for and had, a lot of us are finding ourselves in the position of entering into these kind of things. And the thing is, it's not always bad. It's not always a terrible thing. As much, But as much as the product itself, the way you're approaching it matters so much. You got people who have started using pro- these products and honestly believe in them and they're usually the best salespeople as far as these things go because it's something they will personally testify to okay I use this it has changed my life in this way that way or whatever but as often as not that more goes to like lifestyle programs and things like that where they're offering coaching services or things for general health whether it's meal prep or vitamin supplements or meal substitution programs Anytime you see somebody who's selling that stuff, the, there's a really good chance that it's because they started using it first and it actually worked for them. So you need to kind of take that into consideration. And before you start getting bent out of shape with people that are doing this, you need to step back and look at it. Is it a legit thing? Is it something where they are actually vested in it? Is it something that it's not just them trying to be out on a hustle. Is it something they their their own personal life is a testament to it? Is it something because I have some friends that are doing exactly that, doing the lifestyle coaching or the fitness coaching or doing the supplements and the meals and stuff, and it's working out for them really well, and that's why they're trying to pass it along. Yes, are they doing it to make money? Sure. There's nothing wrong with that. That's kind of the whole point of how the system works, not just on the MLM stuff, but in general. That's how consumerism works. Something works, you find it, you sell it to turn a profit. And based on merit, it's either going to succeed or fail. So... I really don't understand 
why it is so many people are still acting like this is such a huge problem from that perspective there are a lot of these good solid programs and products out there and they're plugged by decent people that are trying to either make a living or just some of them are legitimately just doing it because they want to better other people's lives not everybody is a selfish sack of shit out there there are people that have the desire to help others they do exist and beyond that I think a lot of the problem comes in and like I said initially a lot of these products were pushed by people who were not necessarily perceived super favorably especially the ones who decided they're going to go through social media and find people they were never particularly close with but had a passing acquaintance with and reach out to them out of left field like hey haven't seen you in 10 years just thought I'd let you know by the way I'm doing this amazing new program it's completely disingenuous it's it's not any kind of thing where anybody's going to go, oh my god, they really just thought of me after 10... No. And we're not, most people are not dumb enough to think that way where they're going to go, oh yeah, they're going to buy this. But that was a part of the joke too. A lot of us would look at it and go, how freaking stupid do you think I am? We weren't friends then. We're not friends now. I'm not going to just, hey, it's great to see you. You were popular 20 years ago. Let me buy some shit from you. So ultimately... If you do know somebody who's getting into one of these different setups, uh, whether they're plugging nutritional items or, like I said, the the fitness coaching, that's actually a big one as far as I can tell. I haven't done a whole lot of research into this kind of stuff because it's honestly just something that's never held any interest for me beyond, like I said, getting invites from people I haven't talked to in 15 to 20 years that I couldn't have given a damn about back then, much less now. Like, hey, how you doing? I haven't talked to you in 20 years. Like, just like I said, they're reaching out to me, and then, like, the third sentence in whatever BS they're sending is, oh, by the way, check out this new program I'm in. It's so amazing. You know what? Get fucked. I mean, seriously. If we didn't hang out back in the day and you just come at me out of left field, I'm not going to answer you. Most people aren't going to answer you. And if that shit actually works, whoever you're talking to must have been desperate for your affection back then because realistically there's no other reason that that's going to work and I think most of the people that think it is going to work are super delusional whether it's because they were really popular back when or at least they thought they were really popular or they were in some clique that somehow held a lot more significance to their mind than it did to the rest of the world and like I said a lot of those people to me at least it seems like those are the ones that peaked in high school those are the people that at 45 uh, with no kids are still going to the high school football games every Friday night to cheer on the, the their home school. Is there anything wrong with being proud of your school or anything like that? No, there's not. But at a certain point, it just becomes a matter of like, really? Your, your life has nothing else going on where something that you were attached to 20 years ago is somehow still the most significant thing in your life? And I'm not trying to be a judgy asshole. I'm still happy when I hear my alma mater did well or whatever, but I don't I don't base my life around it. I'm not making a point to go to every game that ever comes up. I mean, obviously, anybody that knows me knows I'm like 120 miles away from where I grew up. So, no, that's not going to happen. I don't. But I don't have any desire to be in that situation. And honestly, it wouldn't really matter if I lived down the block. I wouldn't still be going to high school football games on a Friday night. I'm sure I could find something better to do with my time. 
particularly being as my kid's old enough to be out of high school. I'm way old enough to be out of high school. There's no reason for me to be there. Parents, friends, family that have students playing, yeah, sure, that makes perfect sense. But if your day-to-day life is so just blah that you don't feel the need to do something beyond a high school activity, it's really kind of sad. And I'm sure I'm probably going to lose some people there. I mean, not in the grand scheme of things, but at least at this point going to derail them possibly agreeing with me. Because to a lot of people, maybe that is something they enjoy doing. Maybe they could like going out to football games and watching the cheering their old high school alma mater on or whatever. I just, I'd never been the one that understood that logic. After you're at a certain point in your life, it's cool to be supportive and all, but I really don't see how it should feature that prominently in what you're doing. But hey, that's just me. What do I know? Anyway, back to the whole marketing from home, MLM, however you want to look at it, whatever you want to call it. Like I said, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not always something that needs to just be derided and sneered at at this point. It's a lot of people just trying to make ends meet, trying to get by, trying to get all their bills covered. And more so now than when this stuff started becoming more prevalent and more predominant, We need to look at it with a weathered eye. We need to look at it as what it is. Look at the product, not just the people that are pushing it. A lot of these products and a lot of these services that are being offered are actually really legit. And it's not nearly... Everything kind of has a certain connotation of it's a hustle or it's a scam. And it's not really the case anymore. Particularly, like I said, with the uptick in the way things are processed and the way things are shipped... The stuff you're buying from the big box stores and from the chains and from the different markets that exist are not produced there. They're not processed there. They're not made there. It's all reselling. The only difference now is it's a matter of reselling from on a smaller scale from people you know that are upsourcing things and not necessarily having to hold inventory and keep things in their own shop. So I don't really see it as a massive problem and realistically it's always existed in one form or another I mean think back to at least for me back to when I was a kid you had Tupperware people selling Tupperware and that was technically multi-level marketing and eventually all the stores started carrying that stuff for a reason it's actually a decent product you had Tupperware parties where they would go out and now they do it with Pampered Chef it's kind of the evolution of the Tupperware party and we had Mary Kay salespeople back in the day. I remember when I was a kid and you'd occasionally see these big, bright pink Cadillacs because they were people that were selling just ridiculous amounts of this makeup by going to people's houses and door-to-door sales. And So really, I mean, this is a traditional thing. It's not like it's a new development. It's just a new format. And initially, I was actually, when I first started thinking about this and thinking about making an episode about it, I was actually kind of on the other side of the fence because I had just recently gotten a whole bunch of those like, hey, I haven't seen you in 20 years. What you been up to? How's your life? Here, buy my shit. And so I was actually really kind of irritated when I started sitting down to think about this, but then I thought about it and I, like everything, I tend to mull shit over a little too much, but I sat there and I thought about it and I realized a bunch of people I do consider my friends are doing similar things. They're, but in my particular case, it is more 
health coaching and lifestyle coaching type stuff. I have a lot of friends who were, some who were always athletically inclined and have really taken it to the next level with these different programs, whether it's the beach body training and the, you know, different shakeology or whatever and all the all the stuff out there that vitamin supplements meals meal preps meal shakes uh pre-workout post-workout all the all this stuff that's out there and it's if you're into that sort of stuff it's it's not bad stuff and there's little literally no reason to not buy it from somebody that is in one of these programs for usually equal or less than you're going to go to one of the nutrition stores and buy the same crap or stuff that's not even as well maintained or processed or supported and so I guess that's kind of the the rub of where I'm going with this is if you know somebody who's getting involved in one of these things and it's something you're interested in I'm not saying go out of your way to go sign up for some shit where you have to sell x amount of product before you get yours or whatever that stuff's a scam. Anything where it's the only way to participate is to try and make money by moving shit to other people is not the way to do it. But if you find somebody who's selling a product and it seems to be a decent product that they endorse because they use it and it seems to be working, and you weigh all the factors and you look at it, why not? You're going to go buy something like that anyway. You might as well support somebody you know who is doing the same thing as these stores just with less overhead because they're operating for themselves and it's so it's really not a bad thing this is a situation where i actually kind of talked myself out of my original ire when like i said some people who i wasn't even friends with when we saw each other every friggin day are all of a sudden trying to come at me like they should have been at my kids christening and it's like i didn't like you then i don't like you now are you fucking dumb? And what in your mind makes you think that I'm the right kind of person that you should approach that way? I really, I may have grown up a little bit, but I really haven't changed all that much where people should think I'm going to jump on board this nostalgia train and be like, oh my God, you're right, it was so great back then. I don't see that ever being me, and anybody that knew me then shouldn't assume I'm going to be like that now. They should have just assumed I've gotten to be just an older, crankier version of myself because that's more or less what happened. So, for that part, we're going to come back after the break, and we're going to go off on a little different tangent. But this was my major thought going into this episode, was if you want to make a lifestyle change, if you want to... We're coming up on New Year's resolution time, where everybody's going to make these promises that none of us are going to keep, or the majority of us aren't going to, going to keep. And we're all going to say we need to lose 10 pounds, or we need to go to the gym more or whatever it is and with things being what they are if you're in a position where you're going to make that resolution to join the gym or you're going to make that resolution to start eating healthier or you're going to try quitting whatever whatever self-improvement thing you're going to do this year why not take that money you were going to spend and invest it in one of your friends look for people you know that are into this stuff and reach out to them don't do it blindly. Don't just do it based on the fact that it's your friend trying to sell some shit. Do the research. Do the due diligence. Find out what they're up to. Find out what they're about. And if it's something you might be interested, go through them. Don't go to the stores that are big national chains. Don't go to... I mean, if you're going to go to a little mom-and-pop shop for something, that's an entirely different 
kettle of fish. But don't go to, you know, I don't want to throw any of these names out there because just with my luck, the one company I mentioned will be the one that somehow hears I talk smack about them and I'll wind up in court and I can't afford a parking ticket, much less a lawsuit. So, <laughs> but if you're going to do that, the chains don't need your money nearly as much as your friends do. So just be mindful in your spending and take care of each other this year. And this is where we're going to pause. We'll stick in the usual yada, 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 and we'll be back in a minute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, thanks for listening to that. Now that we're back, I want to talk about something, and this will be fairly brief because I don't think it really is a matter that requires a real in-depth analysis here. But with the holidays literally being right around the corner at this point, I just I have to say this because it's something that you hear about every year. You see the after effects of it every year. It always happens, and... I have to say something about it. And the thing I want to talk about is getting a pet as a gift, particularly if you're doing it for or because you have little kids. It's, I mean, I'm all for pets. I think they enhance our lives. They enrich our lives. But the thing is, a pet is not a toy. A pet is not a plaything. It's not something you can get on a whim and casually cast aside. These are animals that, if anything higher order than like a goldfish has at least a rudimentary sense of feelings and sensations whether you think that animals have a consciousness or not the simple fact of the matter is they are still living beings and deserve to be treated with respect they're not disposable they're not toys it is a commitment it is a commitment of years there is a degree of responsibility you ha- you owe it to these animals that you are taking into your life Animals aren't like shitty people. They don't just slough you off because of whatever. Particularly if you're going to get something like a puppy or a kitten or a bunny rabbit or even a bird, a chicken, whatever whatever it is you decide you want to get and bring it into... I've seen people get pets and when they're in relationships and when they've moved in with somebody or if they have kids. If you have little kids and you want to get a little animal... You're making a commitment. You're making that animal part of your life. It's going to imprint on you as its pack or its family, its herd, whatever you want to call it. It's not something you can just get rid of in any kind of good consciousness or good faith when it becomes inconvenient. And if, especially if you get puppies or kittens. Kittens are a little more independent, a little more able to go off and be functional without you having to worry about it a lot but a puppy in particular and to another extent a bunny if you want to try and housebreak it that requires a commitment and involvement and a lot of work getting a puppy trained to not be a destructive little wild animal takes time and involvement and patience and not being a shithead so the dog doesn't turn out to be an asshole 
I mean, occasionally you get that one that no matter how good and gentle you are to it, it's going to come out weird because just like everybody else, they can get quirky personality issues too. But in general, if you take the time to properly raise and train your animals, they will be good animals. That's kind of how it works. That's why I don't believe that, you know, dogs are vicious, horrible attack animals by nature. They're not. They're that way because they're raised by shitheads and neglected by shitheads. Just seeing how most animals, if they come from a neglected situation into somebody that just shows them the basic kindnesses, they will just completely love you and be so loyal to you, and it's ridiculous. Because they're not like us. They're not shitty people, and they don't deserve to be treated like a disposable plaything. So the big ask I'm going to put in here is if you are going to make that commitment you make that friggin commitment you're not just getting a thing you're getting a living breathing being and they need to be treated as such with respect with dignity if you can't handle it if you're not prepared for it don't do it because you want to see oh my kid's face is going to light up when they see this puppy and then six weeks later the kids lost interest because they're kids and they have the attention spans of frigging carp and you're all of a sudden taking care of this animal that's going to happen if you're buying a pet for your kid if you're buying it for a little kid you are going to be the one raising it and you need to go in the door knowing that and not get all bent out of shape six weeks later because all of a sudden you're having to get up at 6.30 in the morning to go take the dog to take a leak and a little walk around the block instead of sleeping in on your day off. It is it is part of the deal. So if you're going to do these things and you're going to make these choices, go into it with your eyes open. Be prepared. Know what you're getting into so you're not one of those shitheads that's going back to the shelter six weeks after Christmas going, you know, we said we were going to make this animal a part of our life, but we don't want it now. Or even worse, abandoning them or just leaving them out on the street somewhere. Especially little puppies that have no survival instinct or little kittens that have no survival instinct or little bunnies that are... You think you're going to do it a favor by letting it loose in the woods and it's going to get killed immediately because it was born in captivity, it was raised in captivity, and it has no instincts to survive at that point. It's just like bottom-rung mentality. Don't be shitty. And if you're not ready to make the time to commit and train, don't get a puppy because they're little and cute. Because those little balls of fluff grow up to be dogs, big dogs that have needs. If you get a dog that, oh, look at what a cute little fluffy puppy is, and it's going to grow up to be a 120-pound animal, you need to keep that in mind when you're making your choices. If you don't want the big dog, don't get the little puppy because it's cute. Don't be shitty. And if you want a pet but you don't have the time to properly train one or you don't have the time to invest to do that, go to the shelters. Find older dogs. Older dogs are overlooked so much and they are so wonderful. They are they're just getting them out of that situation. They will love you forever. Or at least the majority of them. Well, like I said, there's always exceptions to the rule. But by and wide, these animals just need loving homes. And you can get one that's already housebroken, already trained, probably already microchipped and spayed or neutered. So you don't, all that stuff's covered already, and you don't even have to worry about that. And you'd be so much better off. Or you can get rescue dogs that were brought out of shitty situations and give them the lives that they should have, you know, being loved and being in a family environment. 
or even if you're by yourself and you need something to love. But go to the shelters, go to the rescues, don't go to the pet stores, don't go to the puppy mills, don't encourage these people that shittily take advantage of animals and make them live in terrible, horrible conditions and overbreed them and inbreed them and get to look for these stupid little traits that wind up creating mutants that have genetic abnormalities and problems are going to kill them. Our, our current dog, I love her dearly. We got her at a rescue, and the adoption fee was like 20 bucks. You know something? That was the best $20 I ever spent in my life. Seriously, she has been the best pet, the, the you know kind, loving companion, sweetheart. We got her. She was housebroken. She was trained, obedient. Her only real issue was she had been brought to the shelter and then adopted and then brought back to the shelter through no fault of her own, not due to any of her own behavior or anything like that, but because it was right around the time when the housing market was collapsing in the state of Illinois. She was originally taken to the shelter by her original owners because they lost their house, because they lost their jobs and had to leave the state and didn't, couldn't take her with, got adopted almost immediately, and got brought back six weeks later because these people lost their jobs and were going to lose their homes and didn't have, and they, where they were going, they couldn't keep her. And then by this point, she's two years old. My wife finds her. We go, we check her out, wind up adopting her, and she's fantastic. She's with the best-behaved animal we've probably ever had. Her only real issue when we got her was due to the fact that she got taken there and then taken away and then taken back and then taken away. And as initially, it was kind of funny, we got her from the shelter. She ran out to the car, jumped right in the car, was all happy old boy we got home she jumped out of the car our cat at the time smacked her in the nose when she walked in the door so she establishing dominance i guess whatever they wound up getting along eventually but it took us a little while to coax her back into the car because apparently she figured if she got back in the car she we were going to take her somewhere and she wasn't coming back and it was kind of inconvenient because when we wanted to... Eventually, we got her to like car rides, too, though. Once she realized she wasn't going anywhere, she was stuck with us. And now she goes for rides, and there's never an issue. And if we got to go to the vet or whatever, she just hops right in, and that's that. And that's an experience I don't deny anybody. I think every kid should have pets growing up. I think it makes them more empathic. It makes them better people to know and care for something besides themselves and I completely encourage it and so I just want to say if you're thinking about it it's we're down to the wire here this by the time the show posts it's going to be three days to Christmas if you're looking for a last minute gift and that's something you might be interested in go to the rescue shelters make make some animals life make make a holiday make it fantastic for them Go go to the go get go get the pets go get them that's great, and even after the fact, if you decide you guys are ready to get your animals for your own sake for your kids' sakes for whatever, don't go to the pet stores. Don't. There are so many animals out there that need a chance, and if you're gonna do it, be responsible about it. Make the commitment to follow through on it. I understand sometimes you know circumstances change, shit happens. But if you're going to make that commitment, don't be light about it. Don't be a shithead. Don't do it on a whim. Get your animals. They're part of your life. They're part of your family. Circumstances change. You lose your ass and you got to take, take a loss and you can't take them with you. 
do your damnedest to make sure they get taken care of before you go. Don't just throw them out. And that being said, happy holidays to everyone. The year's winding to a close. Uh, the next couple of weeks we're going to have uh, have an interview. My first interview is going to be the next couple of Fridays. Uh, will be that interview broken up into some segments because we went pretty long on it. And the Tuesday episodes will still be other stuff of the other stuff I usually do. And then we're probably going to take a week or two off at the beginning of the year. Just I will still put some stuff up, but it's going to be back to like the first couple of episodes I did where it's like 15, 20 minute blurbs just because I have a lot of stuff I have to get organized and hopefully you guys will understand. And uh, for now, happy holidays. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of the year. And that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode of I Had to Say It. If you liked what you heard, leave a review, give us a follow, give me some feedback. And if you didn't like what you heard, leave a review, give me a follow, give me some feedback. I'll try and fix it. Check us out on all the social media platforms at I Had to Say It podcast is the trigger for all that stuff for the search term. And if you want, check out the website, www.ihadtosayitpodcast.com. There's links to people that have been involved with the program, things I've talked about. There are some links available for some merch that we're working on, and there are ways to contact us there as well. And thanks for listening, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.